Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Right. It's it's kind of comes with the license. If you're gonna have Bruce Willis right. in your film, he has to kill he has at to least kill six all. people. But like the way that it happened, I was like, well no at no other point in this movie was anyone able to do something at the level that, that he was able to that yeah. he was able to and there was nothing to suggest that Joseph Gordon Levitt's ever had the well, capability of doing he that. He shot the road to bring up the dust, didn't he, to shoot the that gap. It was smart, but I was like, How did he kill Jeff Daniels? And Jeff Daniels is great in this movie. Yeah, he, he was, was good great. I forgot he was in it. He too. was a really good bad guy how did he kill jeff daniels how did he do it <laughs> all right <laughs> hey everyone welcome to this episode of flicks podcast today i'm joined by jonathan hello james i don't know why i did that i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i just started off the podcast you're, you're here, in the mo- worst way possible all right. the british. we were be- told to say woo <laughs> yeah we were told to give a woo <laughs> Mocking You're the British. In there with <laughs> British oh, mocking. No. It's gonna be a long episode. It's gonna be a long episode. That's how we start. Oh my god. We're joined by James as well. <laughs> Woo! That's all I have. And on this special occasion, Karina. Hi. <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about Looper. Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. So we're here today and we're joined wonderfully by the James and the Jonathan from the wonderful (laughs) (laughs) Black Men Can't Jump dot 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 in Hollywood, which is pretty cool. I've been listening to you guys for quite some time and I'm very excited to be sitting with you today. So just introduce yourself because this is a voice that people may have heard you before, but not in this role. (laughs) No. um, Yeah, my name's Karina and I... What am I? I've got many hats. I am the founder of the Bechtel Test Fest, which is a ongoing feminist film screening series that's been going for the last five years. We put on film events in and around London uh, that have positive role models and positive representation for women in and on screen. Um, Do a little bit of film writing when I can. I'm also communications manager for Pitch House Cinemas, and I am also communications manager for Pitch House Entertainment Distribution Company. Busy. Busy, yes. Very I've had busy. four hours sleep. I'm going to try and hold it together Ooh. today. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. It's fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Helen is away. She couldn't make it today, unfortunately. And these guys have traveled all the way from the US of A. So we really want to get in and record you guys. So Karina's kindly stepped in. And as she's a big fan of your show, I thought she'd be a perfect uh, oh, co-guest thank you. this time. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast for those that haven't yet heard it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are a film review podcast. And you're Jonathan. I am Jonathan, yes. This lovely voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan. <laughs> it's just rude to say. Yeah, that <laughs> weird voice you just heard was James. And uh, <laughs> we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors and we talk about them. In, in the, the context of oh. race and diversity in Hollywood. It's like okay. a pair before. Wow. <laughs> I know, it's Live Jonathan action. always gets to say that yes. on on our podcast, so now I got to say it on yours. <laughs> but you're not a political well, show. That's right. We're not yeah, political. it's not a political podcast at all. Wink. Never. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you couldn't hear the wink in the tone, <laughs> yeah, wink. 
Wink. <laughs> so why did you start the show, guys? Um, it's so funny. The, uh, so our like founding story was literally just a Facebook argument that was happening between James and I, mm. uh, where he had posted us. St- you want to? Yes. Say it? So Martin Lawrence should have become a bigger actor, like a more. Uh, uh, just a, a a bigger actor after the movie Blue Streak. Right. Okay. So like Blue Streak marks <laughs> Blue Streak. <laughs> you see how the confusion yeah. that's already dawning. Blue around. Streak marks a transition in Martin Lawrence's career. After that, he starts doing like the Big Mama's House movies, which Bray has pointed out he actually did make even more money for those than anything yeah. that he had done before. So he did actually elevate his career after that in terms of his financials, but he doesn't get to play as many roles as it seemed like the track that he was on was. And that movie is sort of the last time you see him like really playing a, um, I don't know, like playing, he's kind of like, he has layers to him and stuff. So I just thought he should have been bigger after that. And we got into an argument about it because I guess that's an insane thing to think. (laughs) It is. Don't laugh when you say that. And then what happened was, Jay, we through that conversation we realize, oh, there actually aren't that many like black actors who consistently lead films. Mm. We were like, all right, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, you know, Martin Lawrence was one of them. Eddie you know, the past Eddie Murphy in the past, um, you know, Sidney Poitier in the in the way past. And then we were like, other they're like, it's not that there weren't black actors in leading roles. It was just that either they were kind of segregated in this way of like they were black films or films that were targeted towards um black audiences mm-hmm. um and usually those films didn't do uh didn't even go out internationally you're talking tyler perry's here you know i think well so you're talking about tyler yeah. perry's you're talking about your just uh, yeah you know and then mm-hmm. you just have like new line cinema films so all the a lot of these films that like I'm sure a lot of people haven't even heard of, especially here in the UK, because I'm sure they never even came out like The Wood or, you know, uh, Menace to Society. A lot of like... Well, Menace came out, but Menace I think... Out, okay. I mean, yeah, I managed to see all of those just by going to my friend's house who happened to have a DVD player. Right. Yeah. That was the... Or, or Sky. That was the only way I managed yeah, to Yeah, they didn't see. come out. They didn't yeah. hit the cinemas. No, no, I don't know. I mean, I was probably too young when that golden era, I always call it the golden era of black films when like The Best Man was coming out and right. Soul Food and all of that. Kind right, of exactly. Great films, but yeah. yeah. Um, and so kind of when we were realizing that, I had always wanted to do a, a podcast, uh, but I just didn't know what what to do it on. And then it was like, oh, we should do a podcast. We like movies. We're funny. Uh, we, <laughs> we should, uh, um, presumably, uh, not anymore, not after that opening, but... Uh, so that's why, yeah, we started to do the podcast and we brought Gerard along cause, uh, you know, he also, Gerard can't make it today, you know? Yeah. He's not here today. So actually let's not talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to talk about Looper, which uh, you guys chose. Can you tell us why you chose it and also give us a two minute synopsis about the film? Yeah, I think I was, I suggested a different movie to John and then he was like, I was thinking Looper, which was the <laughs> second movie I was thinking. Okay. I, um, I remember seeing it and enjoying it. And I'm also a big fan of time travel in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I agreed to like, oh yeah, let's let's watch Looper again. Was was there anything specific for you? Honestly, the only reason I, I just looked at all the movies that you had uh, suggested and Looper was one in which I was like, I remember this movie, but I don't remember if it was. I, I remember liking it. Mm. But I didn't remember if it was good. But I also like it because it's a, like an original film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, original concept, to my knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't actually, actually it's based deep, on deep history on it. But like, it's not based off of like, it's not based it's off not, of pre-existing not comic property. book or book or. Yeah. No. Um, did you watch it in the cinema the first time around? I did. I did. So the short two minute synopsis of this movie is it's in the future. Time travel uh, exists but it's heavily regulated. You have these um, people who work in the mafia, I guess is the easiest way to say it, and or they work for crime syndicates, and the way that crime syndicates dispose of bodies in the future is to send them back to the past uh, and have those people kill them. But those people wind up having to kill themselves eventually, which is why they're called loopers, because they close their own loop. Uh, and... 
Um, and that, yeah. So wait, should I go all the way to the no, end? No, no, we'll we'll, we'll okay. talk about yeah. the film during the thing. Yeah, that's basically you, it. You're, you're making it very sound very simplistic. Okay. <laughs> it is, but now, Karina, what, what are your thoughts on Looper? I mean, okay, so I remember the first time I watched it and just not understanding what the hell was going was on. Was this in cinema, was it? No, no, no. Ah. This was, I didn't have money for cinema back then. I was probably <laughs> watched it on some kind of link somewhere. Um, I didn't say that. Um, so <laughs> I was confused the first time around. I remember that. And then the, watching it again, I, I enjoyed having the opportunity to watch it again because I wanted to see if my cinematic tastes had stretched to be able to understand it some more. And I did understand it a little bit more, but still by the end of it, I was like, wait, there's a lot of holes, there's a lot of gaps, and there's a lot of blogs out there. That there's a lot you have to, to kind of just let it, it, let it slide through. Yeah. Just let it, push it through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For me, for me, the logic gaps aren't too glaring. And again, with any time travel movie, you, you have to let it go a little bit, right? Because if you really think about the logistics of time travel, none of it actually makes sense. Yeah. So you kind of have to just accept the like, what the rules that they're laying forth they're like these are the rules and you're like okay those are the rules as long as you don't break those rules then i'm fine do you I, guys do you guys yeah. have a definitive time travel movie what you used as the benchmark to understand time travel no because i think that the rules are different i think the way what jonathan just said is sort of how is how i look at it like if once the movie says these are the rules, sure. then I'm just expecting you to follow that. Like Terminator follows different rules than Frequency does. Like the, the, it's just then Back to the Future. Then Back does. to the Future. Mm. Then Looper. And that may not be true, but um, but you, you know what I mean. That each movie has its own set of rules, mm. and if if they break them, then that it, if they break them, then I'm not on board with the movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So, I mean, what was your thoughts of it? Everyone, I watched it. This is my second time watching it. Was yeah. it your second time second as well? Second time, yeah. You've seen it multiple times before? So this is my second time seeing it. Why have we all seen it twice? And that kind of, does that show, does that say something about the film? Anyway. It does to me. Yeah. Um, I would typically, a movie like this is a time travel movie that doesn't break its rules mm -hmm. is typically a movie that I would see again and again. And I remember liking Looper when I first saw it as well, but... On second watch, I understood why I didn't <laughs> immediately jump to seeing it again. Um, it does sort of feel like what is on screen is is what's there, and it doesn't leave much for you to be thinking about after afterwards. Mm. Whereas, like, whereas after well, but but you could be doing the same things after, say, a Terminator. Like, but so he was his own father, you know. <laughs> And this movie has some of that yeah, too, that but no but just because, <laughs> but just because, just because other movies have also done that, it becomes I don't know. I think I just was not as in, and the telekinesis and stuff in this. Yeah, I'm just like I don't, I don't yeah. care that you did that. I don't care that that's now a part of this. It's fun. It is fun. Well, yeah. wasn't that Paul Dana was there as the TK like? Yes. Chekhov's TK, wasn't he? Basically, I forgot he was in it. Same, yeah. because he's barely in it. It's a weird role because it's after there will be blood. This th this movie came after there will be blood, and you would think he would have a much bigger role. And his role is like super small, <laughs> and he does, and he's incredible in his like five minutes that he's on screen, but he's barely used in it. It's a little, it's a little strange. Um, wait, what do you guys think? I mean, I can say my thoughts too, but. I want to admit, leave, I, I, hold I, off a little bit. I find I'm kind of looking at it from a different, I guess, uh, female gaze yes. and uh, the prosthetics thing. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. It was it's very distracting. He, he's <laughs> you know he's a pretty man. <laughs> I would prefer to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Jason Go Joe Gordon-Levitt is um, a very pretty man, and to see him with a slightly pruned up face was quite distracting and uh, disappointing. Not gonna lie. Um. um and yeah, I, no, I was very engaged and I was very interested, but I was very confused and there was a lot of head scratching moments for me. But that didn't take away from the enjoyment because ultimately it is a very good blockbuster popcorn night movie. You know, it it's universally works on like a date night or a boys night in. Um, there's a lot of action in it, but it also felt a bit like two movies as well, because you have this beginning where it's all dark and steely and the underworld. Mm. And then there's this love interest that starts seeping in and then another one comes in because you've got the two you've got him young and old and 
two different relationships going on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th I found that a little bit disjointed, but it didn't take away from the enjoyment of it. But it also felt a little out of date, I feel. I feel like if this film was being made now, certain representations would be a little bit more um, dynamic or interesting. Oh, wow. That was a great way to say there's no black people in this movie. <laughs> Um, there are no black people yeah. in this movie. Which, which is why it's an interesting choice for you guys, not to stereotype well, we talk about black choices. films all the day time. Day off. You have a day off. Yeah. Also, that, that's exactly what this yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Day off. Yeah. You come like, to London. <laughs> yeah. Let's just chill out, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no black people in London. That's right. Yeah, yeah, You're sitting next to two of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the other choices that we were going to choose also didn't have black people in it too it was well, like you had back to the future or well like it's not just black it's, it's not just black people you just, just people, any people of color, of color well, at the, all the raid was on that list which is like <laughs> yeah all out indonesia that's true or, the raid I, is I'm, great i'm not sure if it's indonesia i need to check that out um the raid is great but the raid is it's a hard for me it's a hard movie to review because it's just pure I, movies that are just like pure action it's like mm. I'm like, I appreciate them a lot, but then I don't know what to say about it. I just said, I'm like, it was good. Like that fight scene was good. Um, so here, here's the weird thing. I completely agree with you that the prosthetic, was it prosthetics or CGI? I could never tell. It was prosthetics. prosthetics. Yeah. It wasn't CGI. It's, it's awful. I mean, it, and watching it again, I forgot that it was there. Mm. And I was like, how did I forget this? Because it's the entire film and it's like You're the right. main actor and it's really distracting and it's really bad. And it was bad back then it's even worse now yeah. did you um, find yourself thinking does he actually look like bruce willis though or and i yeah, and that's i don't know that's my thing yeah. that he barely does it's yeah. like whatever the gain that they thought they got from him <laughs> from i was like i st by the time that bruce willis comes on screen you look at him and you look at joseph gordon levitt and you're like they don't look alike and so it doesn't matter why you, did you do yeah. this like, you know it's so funny <laughs> i don't care i felt the uh, complete opposite of all three of you <laughs> 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 the movie started and i was like and I, I was like, oh, wow, is this, is this CGI? I forgot about the prosthetics. He looks so much like him, you know. Um, but then when we see them side by side, then it becomes clear how different they yeah. look. But at but the first, I don't know, 20 minutes or however long it is before we see him, I was, I was thrilled by like, it. Like when he makes a certain face, like this face, that, yeah. that the audience can't see, but I'm pointing to. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see the Bruce Willis thing, and he definitely has Bruce Willis mannerisms. He's got, he's he's got his eyes closed, doesn't he? Yeah. He does that kind of squinty eyes. Like, yeah. He's doing the, the voice a little bit. Big forehead. He's like, trying strong. to do the voice the a whisper. little bit. Yeah. But like, when they cut from this scene where he's like kind of balding, then they cut to like Bruce Willis balding. I was like, well, that didn't work. And so no. what's the point? I don't, you, and then you lose like emotion. You lose stuff from Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he doesn't have, mm. yeah. My wife uh, watched this with me on the plane. It was her first time watching it. I didn't tell her anything about it. She hated this movie. <laughs> uh, she hated it because there were barely any people of color in it. The one person of color is, um, Bruce Willis's love interest in the mm. future, but yeah. she literally doesn't speak. Mm. Um, she's like absolutely silent. <laughs> mm. And then he, she kind of hated that like uh, all of the motivations for the men were like women, like, well, one was that her, his wife dying in the future. And then also like even Emily Blunt's character like winds up falling, even though I think it makes sense that why she winds up like kind of liking or at least wanting to have sex with Joseph Gordon-Levins. It just... Yeah, I, I'm, like, eh. yeah. I wasn't overly comfortable with that, and I'm still kind of coming to terms with the narrative and where the women sit in this. And ultimately, I think there's something to be said about I don't know mummy issues somewhere along the line. In the way that, well, yes, you know, he's got this girlfriend who ultimately is a prostitute, but he's trying to imagine her more in his life than she can actually commit to. Right, and the whole you know stroking his head mm. and and. Did he, yeah, didn't he say, oh, this is what mum, my mum used to do or something? It kind of got he, weird. He might have even said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then, oh, I think it's a very <laughs> well, masculine I, film as well. Even just yeah. overall, you're, you've got this character who is talking about how toxic masculinity is one big dangerous loop. And if you don't cut it off at some point, you're just going to keep breeding these dangerous right men that That's are just exactly going to keep right. shooting each other up and like going back over old ground and trying to change things that they can't and just taking all this baggage into the future yeah. it was like the act like the actual message of the film was uh 
if men aren't like loved enough by their mom, yeah, they're gonna become violent psychopaths. It's true. Yeah, it was like, and, and there's a way in which I, I was like, I feel like when uh, Ryan Johnson, right? That's the director. Did he write that's this? Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Writes the director. It, yeah. He wrote it too, right? Yeah, he did Brick. I mean, I feel like when he was writing this, I bet he thought that that was like feminist, like mm. or like female positive but there is a way in which you can look at it that it's like it seems like you're almost blaming women like for, in a in a way mm-hmm. i don't i i mean he was like oh well the this this kid's mom was in his life so he grows up to become like a a reign of terror to the future and like kills all yeah. these people or i remember like, he doesn't have a mom either i remember um Emily Blunt's character, the first time I watched it, in my memory, I was like, oh, she's played such a badass character. But I just remember those shots where she's there with the shotgun. Mm. And then when she faces up with him after he's coming, when he's coming on his come down, and he knows he's not going to, she's not going to shoot him. And then I was like, oh, you've got, you haven't got much power at all in this. You're just someone who needs to be saved by Bruce Willis in the in the past kind of thing. And mm. I, I felt a bit gutted because I love Emily Blunt. I think she's a fantastic actor. Yes. Um, and I just think this was one of the roles that kind of brought her out, but wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't remember is. her before this, really. But then, I yeah, was... she was in uh, Devil Wears Prada, but not oh, like right. anything mm. like this because she, she. Um, I think this was the first time you saw her in like an action kind of light, yeah. where you're like, oh, she could actually be an action hero. Yeah, definitely. Right, and then I don't know how soon after Edge of Tomorrow came out, but obviously that's the method. Mm. But mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but I I guess the reason that I like this movie though is because it's very original. It like it takes risks. It doesn't work all the time, but like for instance, the that part in the beginning where the 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 first looper runs and they're like we got to find out how figure out how to bring it back and he's like, "Well, just kill him or just kill Paul Dano in the present." And like, "No, it doesn't. Like if you do that it'll screw up the future, but we can do other things." And then they like they're like literally just like cutting limb from limb, yeah. like yeah. and 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 then carves the thing. And I was like, damn, that's as, as that's happening, he's physically manifesting like without half with right. half the nose and like the fingers are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things I, I struggle with. I'm like, he wouldn't have got here with those things. Yeah. That <laughs> that is one you of the things that, that is one of the things that I think is interesting about the movie to think about. Mm. If they if if there is a rule that you can't kill him, but you can do other things. What do those changes look? He couldn't when have gotten manifest, there without yeah. those things. What, if, but right. what it was trying, I mean, I don't know if they fully explained this, but it seemed like what they were in terms of like how the timeline worked. It was like, whatever you do to the person in the future, I mean, person in the past, it will affect that person in the future, but only at the moment that they're in now, as opposed to like their entire lifetime. That's what he's saying, but how does that work? Well, right. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. How do, but time travel doesn't make sense. But that so is, but that's the rule that's that they laid the out. And you're just like, like, all right. On Doctor Who, when they say, like, this moment is fixed in the timeline. I love how right. you've, you've referenced Doctor Who. You've come to the UK. <laughs> yes. Just so I, can, we don't have he those. He does actually love Doctor those Who. Blue, those blue police boxes do not exist here. Just, I know they don't. <laughs> Hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We've been through this I already. passed a couple of red ones, though, and that, you know what I mean, that's fun. Um, but that, but that, that is a thing that I think is fun to think about, that, that the, it does only affect them in that, in that moment in time. But, right. but then as we learn through Bruce Willis's memories that there are ripples or, or that will then happen that somehow also affect things too. But, but, it, but it won't, you know, it would, it would then eventually happen over time, right? I, that is fun, but then the for me for me the movie then stops thinking about that and then starts following other right things that I thought was boring. Okay, I, everything that they brought up it was just like oh this is a fun thing or like what if TK was only, <laughs> what was if it was just a party trick and then there was one person who could really use it <laughs> yeah. you know it was uh it felt you know what this movie is it's like, this movie was like a kind of like um the TV show Lost in which like. They just kept bringing yeah. news, interesting stuff in like, there, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, oh, 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 and then by the end, you're like, I mean, that didn't amount to anything, <laughs> but the ride was fun. Yeah. It could, it could have been a great series in fact, because it literally had lots of different sections to it. And then yes. I remember getting more engaged when the little boy came in because he was at first I was like, like child actors are normally really annoying, but then I was like, 
something about this kid. He's really he so good. He's great. He was so creepy. He, creepy. He, he's he so good so because scary. he's because of yeah. how creepy he was. But then when he needed to be like uh, and like crying, like I believed that. Like yeah. he went from like this kid is the omen to like <laughs> oh this poor little kid. You know, mm. it was. <laughs> it looks like he was like six, six, seven that, years that's, old. That's true, actually, because they, you, 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 you're right. You first have this idea that this kid's going to be this snotty little brat, but actually then the dynamics start being applied to his character and you start having more empathy for him and then he's starting to do these... What What is the thing that he does called the big... I don't know. Well, in t- what in, it's in this? Form of Are you talking about Lost or here? No, not Lost. Yeah. We're talking about the kids. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. He just kind of has a massive like TK episode, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 A little strop. Yeah. A lot of little strop. It's, it's, it's a big strop. strop. Like a, yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can literally blow people's organs out of them. Yeah. yeah. Do, you think he, like, do you think he knew he was doing that? Do you think he, he knew yes. he was like blowing? I think he did. On some level. Yes. On some level, I think he did know. But it's like when a kid is mad and like hits you. They know that they're... They know they want to hit you, but I don't. If a kid like accident like had a knife and hit, I don't. They they're not necessarily thinking about the ramifications. Like like I'm gonna do this and that's gonna kill you. And I'm and I'm like premeditating it. Mm. It's just more like it's just that that moment's like an, an emotional burst mm, and yeah. it comes mm. out. He wants to hurt on this person because yeah. this person is hurting his mom mm. or him. And a child's reactions are so raw. They're not actually thinking about because they don't understand consequence. Exactly. They're just gonna respond to this right. thing that's going on. And again, I think this is talking to this underlying narrative of what where toxic masculinity comes from and without having the stable family and without i mean he didn't have a dad yeah i don't even think he really believed his mom was his mom and ultimately he's just playing up because of his uh unfortunate environment uh what do we think about the ending because again this the second time i watched it i just thought oh that's a bit that's a bit pointless isn't it just turns a gun on himself <laughs> and i thought it could have been i mean can you pointless. think but yeah I mean, it's just amounted to nothing hasn't it Bit of a cop out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know how to end this anymore. It's Shoot yeah. Himself. It's another <laughs> one of those things that it, it, then, if that is true, if he erases himself, then what was the last? <laughs> what what really happened? was the what's last? Happened? Yeah, what got us here? How did any of these steps happen? If you again, really it does... only affects the person's future in in the timeline. No, but if, in he has, currently. if he shot himself, if he's made himself dead then he can't have gone into the future to come then back. You gotta let it go. Because <laughs> if you think about it, it's not gonna happen. Time travel doesn't make any sense. Like legitimately any movie that has time travel in it, once something goes to the past and touches and any, just them being, their presence yeah. there and they take a step, it like alters every single timeline that would not even allow them to get back to the point that they were in necessarily. Yeah, so, I, agree right. with, I agree with that. So, But if, you, if, it, if you've made yourself non-existent, <laughs> Then the previous, then the, the previous like hours of, of this film haven't existed either, because it can't have happened. Right, it did happen though. <laughs> is, is he is he not trying to change things to save his relationship in the future? No, no. he's no? changing it. No, in the he's present. changing the present. It's, Avengers is a similar thing where it's, it's like the timelines are the. This is yeah, how but you don't have to bring think up of it. Avengers. No, but I know Avengers <laughs> is confusing too. But here's the thing. All right, just think of it like this: if you're really, if you're gonna, the, again, the more you focus on it, the more it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it's like time, like timelines are like you. There are infinite num- uh, number of possibilities, right? Yes. So it's like an infinite number of timelines, and all of those things are they can be affected, but it's not really affecting the other ones because it's its own thing. So it's like right in this in this timeline. That guy got to this point, and so anything that happens in this timeline, it doesn't change the past because it's already there. It can only affect the future. So it's like whatever happens in the past can only affect the future, but the future, a future person coming back and doing stuff and then him killing himself, it's like, okay, that guy's a race now, but he already affected the past because it's in the past. Right. So like there, are a, So what you're saying is like, well, once he killed himself, then he wouldn't have gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, that's true, but that exists in another string. Right, and this movie that, does that do... thing exists in another string, but it doesn't exist in this string. This movie does do a good job of setting that up, right? Because yeah. we see... We see how it starts, which <laughs> is he shoots himself, and then we see what the original loop was, Right. And the point of the new loop happening. Right. But then it does just feel like, but then what did I just watch? <laughs> Well, you watch the, so here's the, here's the, the point of the movie is you're supposed to watch a man 
I think the point of the movie is like to one, it, it questions who the good guys are because when mm. you when you first start the movie, you're I mean just naturally with most protagonists, you're on Joseph Gordon-Levitt's side because he's the protagonist. You know, the guy tries to run away. You're afraid for him. You're not necessarily against Bruce Willis. You're just afraid for Joseph Gordon-Levitt because you saw what happened to Paul Dano. You don't want that to happen to him. And then you know, you see the Bruce Willis timeline, you realize, oh, these are kind of the same people, so maybe they're really on the same team, and I shouldn't, you know, and this is a good thing. That means he gets to live. Like, he doesn't have to die, you know? Uh, and then you realize, oh, he, want, he tries to save his, you know, he's trying to save his wife, uh, his future wife. And then, but then you start to realize, like, he's actually just as evil. Yeah, he's killing, he's actually killing that, kids. Not that, more is, evil. that is dark when he's going but through. Then, it was, yeah. That was a Terminator thing. Yes. Instead of Sarah Connor, He's, he's taking out these kids with reckless. He did not give a shit. He didn't care. He didn't care at all. Oh. And he only <laughs> cares about his wife. And then, and so at the end, you're supposed to be like, oh, he's like, like kind of like what you said already. Like he's realizing all there's this, there's this cycle to toxic masculinity and it's never going to stop. And the only way to stop is to remove himself from from the equation. And hopefully, the rainmaker doesn't become the rainmaker. Mm. And hopefully, the rainmaker doesn't become the rainmaker. But he was. It's it's basically like there was no hope for his character. It's it's a little dark. There was a little bit of hope. Why didn't he shoot his hand? He could have shot his hand off. Nah. And then you know, and then he would have. Because he was like, that person's never gonna stop. And then he would have dropped it. You would have dropped the gun. And remember, he didn't know that all the people. (laughs) He didn't. Yeah. It could have been the father figure for Sid. It could have been the father figure pre Rainmakers. Oh, you're right. Yeah, at that's one point true. I was like, wait, is he going to be the dad? It's like, no, okay, that's no, 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 that was. It's all... actually him. It, I, yeah. I think. And because like there was a moment where he's like, where the kid is like, she's not my real mom, and you're like, oh my god, and then she's like, no, I am his real mom. And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I said, it was a, it was very much like lost. It kept being like, it kept being like question, question, answer, question, answer, and then like sometimes the answer was always there, and then a question was brought up about that answer, and then you go back, it's like, no, 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 it really was that the whole time what's weird is the the ver- the thing that i didn't like about this movie yeah the thing that i didn't like the most about this movie was the bruce willis action scene where he goes in and kills literally every single person yeah in that in looper that, yeah. and i was just like one how like it was like the first time in the movie where like somebody did like a supernatural you know i mean it's very common in super in like these action movies where like the good guy like can kill all of the bad guys yeah but I, he's but, got that license and it's bruce willis yeah right like, it's it kind of comes with the license if you're gonna <laughs> you have just bruce, expect him yeah if you're gonna have bruce willis right. in your film he has to kill he has at to least kill six all. people but like the way that it the way that it <laughs> happened i was like well no and no other point in this movie was anyone able to do something at the level or that he was able to that yeah. he was able to and there was nothing to suggest that joseph gordon levitt's ever had the you know well, capability the, of doing he, that he shot the road to bring up the dust didn't he to shoot the that gap which is okay but that was like <laughs> a stopgap measure for one person like it was it was smart but i was like how did he kill freaking uh jeff daniels and jeff daniels is great in this movie yeah he, he was, was good great i forgot he was in it he too. was a really good bad guy how did he kill jeff daniels how did he do it <laughs> all right <laughs> let's let's head to the scores guys and we can carry on talking about the film whilst we're whilst we're rating it I don't know if you've heard the show before, guys, but we've got the recommendability, repeat viewing score, small screen score, and engagement all out of five. And then that spits out an overall score at the end. Um, do you want an explanation of the recommendability? Let's go with James first, because you're top of the list. There. Yeah, I, I'd say that's about a three for me. Sure. Yeah. What would be a five, like, easy recommend at any point? In just your... a movie that I would feel like you just de- definitely and you can have decimal to, places as well to see can. for the i mean like i was saying before it's just there are just certain it's it's not as exciting for me in terms of time travel movies mm. because it just puts a lot of stuff out there but doesn't it doesn't i don't feel like it quite delivers on those mm-hmm. things um so but i but i wouldn't not recommend like you know if you want to get an, an action squeeze in or if you want to get if you want to think about some ideas this is a this is a fun one Jonathan, we can give decimal places. Yeah, you can do. You can go I to. Think about this is this is my problem. This is your problem. This with decimal is my problem places. With the, with like, just commit, man. You got to be one on the nose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing don't, is, don't listen to me though. That's just my own personal application process. You to can this. apply it any which way you want. I'm gonna say four point five. Oh, that high. Ooh. Point five. <laughs> what's Not the, what's quite the a point five. five? What would what would be taking it to a five? Uh, taking missing? it down. Yeah. Um, I think that if you 
if you don't like action movies or movies like sci-fi type movies, um, I would force you to watch an- another movie before I would force you to watch this. Force. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, fine, you don't like it, but you have to watch Star Trek first. You know, I don't know. Karina. Um, I would give it a three. I think it sits in the canon of um, futuristic and time travel movies quite comfortably, especially with a cast like that and the ideas and the originality that it's throwing about. I think if you're going to talk about all of those things in cinema, this is one that you'd have to uh, credit. So, yeah, a three. Three. I'm going to go for 3.7. I like it. You really, you committed to the death. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you were doing a half. You were like, no, nah, I'm going to do. <laughs> just, just a nudge above 3.5, you know. Um, I like it. And if I had to recommend it, I'd, I'd, put, lots of, I'd put a few caveats in there. But it's, first of all, don't worry about the time system. It's not going to make any sense. You'll have questions. I can't answer them. Don't ask me at the end. Um, and the thing is, it doesn't, you know, like Mulholland Drive. At the end, you, you leave there thinking, I have no idea what I've watched and yeah. I just want to keep on thinking, but I want to keep on thinking about it. This is like, I have no idea what's kind of happened. And to be honest, I don't want to, I'm mm. just like, it made no sense to want to leave it. Mm. Um, That's it, because a yeah. lot of it is so confusing, but Rian Johnson has created a world where yeah. you don't mind just being and in this is this is hours. the thing I love, like you said at the start, uh, John, I think I love the way this is an original thing. And still, you don't get enough original um, mm. films that get out there and make an, an impact. Uh, I'm not a fan of how Ryan Johnson did his Star Wars film. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was great. It looks probably the best. You didn't looking. like, oh, Rogue think, One. Yeah, not Rogue One. No, uh, oh, Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Last Jedi, that's right. Last yeah. Jedi is, oh, anyway, we gotta talk. Because I think, it, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll go for the tangent. We could talk about this afterwards with some beers maybe. But I thought, uh, Last Jedi is, looks beautiful, but I think he wasted so many of these characters. Um, he didn't know what to do with um, John Boyega, didn't know what to do with Rose, all these kind of things. And I just kind of think, there was so much lost. Is that know, why we picked Looper? Didn't know right. what I did with Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking mm. that the whole time. Even like, yeah, Mark Hamill wasn't used properly in that Last Jedi. So, this is just me. This is me soapboxing here. I mean, don't talk to me about Star Wars. Sure. <laughs> Repeat viewing score, James. Yeah. I, I gotta go with a one on this one. We oh, both, what? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go with a we one. Both, oh, what? Like, you wish you hadn't watched it again? I. We've all, we've all seen this twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think that's indicative. And it's I know it's I know it's super low, but it's just because like really, I'd, I I didn't feel like I was in a different place watching it the second time as I did the first time. Um, and because this is a movie that has been like on my list of like oh I'll go back to I'll go back I'll go back to that yeah like oh, I should go back to that mm. but then not when enjoying you did. it <laughs> at all. I, I had to give it. What, was, what give was the point that made you think I've made a mistake? It was when it was when <laughs> um, a big mistake. Here's a, the problem that I have with time travel movies is I start to I just start spiraling going, OK, well, the ending is going to be he's his dad and he's, his, you know, like I start doing all that stuff. And then when and then when they don't do any of that, I get very upset. Yeah. I have expectations. This yeah. is on me. You uh, need to, so you but, need to write but, a time travel film yeah, that resolves just, all your issues <laughs> with all time travel and films. Yeah. And that exactly. other people can when, go on podcasts and complain yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. And it was when that, that, that James the Third, right? His film, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, what was going on. There's no paradox. But it was when the TK, when it started to be like, oh, the, 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 oh, the, the, the bad guy is he's a telekinetic and you know and it's like some sort of miss up some some sort of upbringing of his i do like the way that it can like i do like that it would have ultimately been his fault that you know i do like that that is fun um but i don't know i just i didn't need any of that it is like the, it's the reverse john connor though isn't it yeah where they're trying to make sure john connor's alive so he can say the, and then mm. they're trying to kill him off to make sure the shit doesn't go wrong John, repeat viewing score. Um, I would say a three point five. All right. So you watch it again, but you're not sure when. You kind of like, yeah, I'll watch it. If it was on, I'd watch. Uh, yeah, I. To be fair, I don't really watch movies again much, unless it's like top, like very top tier. What's a top tier movie? They that begs the question. Like Jurassic Park. Uh, 
Hell you yeah. Know, Star, original <laughs> Star Wars, The Matrix. Yeah. Will Smith movies. Uh, <laughs> not all so of them. So After Earth, not he all watches of them. many movies. Major- no. <laughs> after Earth, I've seen ones that I'll, and I wish I didn't see it the first time. Uh, Karina. Do you know what? I, this is where the decimal points actually I would. See? I, I get it. I they get have it. a place. Because I am 50 50 on this. It's a good film to watch again, but it depends on what your uses and gratifications of films are. Like, if you want to go back and look over the back catalogue of, of Bruce Willis films, or you want to know what. Joe Gordon Levitt looks like with a funny face, then sure, you're going to have a good time. Oh, man, that um, face it really yeah. is the worst. That's, yeah, quite, that's quite a specific requirement, isn't it? For, <laughs> for film watching. We've, well, Netflix might have a category for that. I've been there. But um, I think, again, if it had more of a payoff in the end, if I kind of understood more succinctly what was going on, mm-hmm. I would enjoy looking, watching it again and connecting the dots to where my gaps of knowledge were or my naivety was the first time I watched it. But actually... Watching it again didn't confuse me more, <laughs> but I was just a bit like, I don't know how much I care that I didn't get it. So, it's fair. So, what's that in the score? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. 2.5. Yeah, there you go. Gave you a decimal point. Um, I'm going to go for two. I, like yourself, James, I thought, how come I haven't watched this again? Yeah. Um, and I left the cinema thinking, yeah, it was kind of cool. People saying, should I watch Lupus? Like, yeah, go and watch it. Um, but then there is a reason inherent sometimes where you haven't seen a film again. And I just didn't, yeah, it just didn't sit that well with me mm. for a few different reasons. I will watch again, maybe again, like seven years down the line mm. when someone yeah, says. Yeah, I feel like in like 20 years time or something, <laughs> it will be like, oh, Emily Blunt's greatest hits. And you yeah. watched her start to break out in those kind of super woman roles. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. The ride is more fun. Mm. It's not dense. Uh, James, small screen score. Small screen score. I'm going to give this a 4.2. Did you see what? this in the cinema? The <laughs> <laughs> I, saw it, I saw it. I saw it in the in the cinema first. Sure. Um, and I had to watch it on my phone uh, because the Wi-Fi in my Airbnb did not work. And it's, Excuse me, wait. You watched this on your phone? I watched it on my phone. So if Helen, if Helen was here, she'd be the smallest of screens. Livid. And I'm livid. I, no, and I, well, I, the, the Wi-Fi in my Airbnb was not working, and um, I had to watch it on my phone. And like, there's something about the, it's just very intimate. Mm. Um, and so, and the, the scale isn't, or the scope, I guess, isn't huge. You know, it's, it's, pretty contained um and so i i enjoyed watching it on my like i wasn't like Ugh, i wish i could see you the know imax <laughs> right joseph's face joseph's yeah. <laughs> like on 40 foot screen john um i would say i'll just say a four i mean yeah it's much better on the big screen i think that's, I mean, that's true of most films, but it's like when you, some films, like I, I can't see myself watching Endgame on my TV at home, or I would never watch Endgame on a mobile, for example. But this I'm was- I'm sure he has. Um, I, I, yes. um, <laughs> it's like, it's like you can watch it. it. The thing is, it's still enjoyable on the, on the small screen. It's just not as enjoyable. Um, but, you know, you can watch it on a small screen. Karina. Okay, I'm going to give this a two. It was a one because, I mean, I'm a big cinema purist. I love going to the cinema. I work in cinemas. It's all about the big screen experience, big, bold, loud, phones off, nobody talking to you, <laughs> engaged with the whole, you know, environment. Um, but, yeah, as I was watching it yesterday on a reasonably big TV, all I could think was I want to watch this in the cinema so that I can be in this world and actually see what's going on because there's a lot of action. There's a lot of detail that's going into this rich cinematography, but I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't there. It was all very. Do you think that allowed a lot of the the issues of a lot of the kind of uh, I don't know the theories coming in? They just kind of you, in the cinema just kind of washed over you, and you let it envelop you. But at home, you can start to think about. Well, well hold no, on. That I, doesn't I make think any I, sense. This is it. I wanted to think more about this film. I think there's a lot in this film that isn't yet written about in a in a in a 
interesting, really interesting way. I mean, I, I took a quick look at all the reviews and it was all, you know, fanboy magazines. And I, I wanted to actually read some theory on it because I think there's some interesting stuff in here. But when I'm in the cinema, that's I'm so engaged. I'm so arrested by everything that I'm seeing and hearing and feeling. I think about it more. Sure. So, I, yeah, I missed that uh, intimacy with it by watching it on the sofa and with a fuzzy TV. Hmm. I'm going to go for a four. Um, one thing I'd like to say, there's a cinema here in the UK called Prince Charles Cinema, and they often they often yeah. do re showing. That's where you're doing your next Bechtel test, I am. Yeah. yeah, nice segue. Uh, Whip it, isn't it? Whip it, yeah. yeah. 10th anniversary screening. Yeah, fantastic. I'll be there. Um, but they said so they do reissues every time Matrix comes around again, they do you know, Matrix, they'll do Terminator 2, they'll do, I don't know, mm. Big Lebowski, whatever. Mm. And if this was on there, I wouldn't think. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to watch Looper on the big screen. I can't. I really can't be bothered because it still a, is a bit of a faff, isn't it, to get down to the cinema to watch a thing. Um, but at the moment, I'm gutted I didn't see Matrix because I've not seen Matrix on the big screen, and they showed it then. I just couldn't make it. Oh, and yeah, that one. Yeah, it, I, I mean, that's um, that for me is like I need. I just, mm, my body aches to see that Matrix on the big it, screen. This is it because I think this is why I've given it such a low score because I watched Matrix when mm. it came back out again because of the reissue Damn and. You. Um, it was amazing. I remember watching it kind of <laughs> in my pajamas or something all, all those years ago, and not really getting it properly. But seeing it again, putting it up on the big screen, and got it. I, I just understood the marvelry of it all. Oh, it was just beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, engagement score. And what's this one again? Sorry. So this is like when you're watching at home on Netflix. Are you playing around on your phone? Obviously, you weren't, Jonathan. Uh, sorry, James, because you were on your phone. I was on my phone. Um, <laughs> are you think? Are you like walking around? not paying attention doing your laundry i yeah or you're I, in um, fully? you know i i have to give this a 2.5 and that's <laughs> i know and it's just because and again you have to give i it. have to and it's again it's just because it's literally halfway happy. through the movie the boy is a telekinetic and i'm like i don't care <laughs> 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 and, and that is that is my time travel prejudice <laughs> but um but yeah like i was i was I was wrapped. Yeah. And then, and I had forgotten that part. And then that happened. And then I was just immediately less engaged in it. Jonathan. Um, so engagement score is like five is like, I'm fully engaged. I'm fully locked in. Can't take your eyes off the screen. You haven't checked your phone for Got at it. least 40 yeah. minutes. Um, I would say a 4.7. Whoa. Whoa. That's up there. Because... Whoa. There are so many questions in this movie <laughs> that, that I don't answered. understand how you could not be engaged while watching it. The only part that I, the only part that I could see drifting out a little bit is like the there's like a little bit on the, like the little farm where it feels like the movie like purposely lulls, but it, it lulls in a way that you're just like I don't know. It, am I? Do you want me to check out for a bit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it feels like they're like, all right, just take a couple. They just start thinking about the other stuff. Like, who cares about this little kid? Um, uh, it's a little slow for no reason. I think he was like, I think there is a reason for it, but it, it's not, it's not really communicated well. That said, there's so much happening in it that I feel like you have to be engaged, even if you don't like it. You're still like, okay, so hold on, let me say. So this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> so what are loopers again? And you know, I think that's exactly why you need yeah. those times when it's the lulls, so that right. you can start just catching up with exactly. yourself. Sure. Like, Wait. Yeah. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. Because right. it's otherwise, it's, like, it's a great respite. So what's your score? Uh, engagement. So I am, ter this is why I love watching films on the big screen. I'm terrible at home. Like I'll start doing my nails. I'll order a pizza. I'll start cleaning the house. Um, this, I managed to watch it without leaving the sofa, but I might have fallen asleep a little bit. And you didn't <laughs> stop and rewind it. You just thought, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're friends here. Yeah, I did that. Um, but because it's okay, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a three, and that's higher than I thought I was going to give it because actually you do need to be. It, the, yeah. the overall enjoyment does require some sense of understanding, and I don't think you can completely understand it because a lot of it is open to interpretation, and you want to give yourself that enjoyment of applying your own logic to it, and that requires your engagement. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a four because I think similar to you guys. I think once you start watching it, you have to be in, engaged in mm. it. If I start watching it and thought not today, then I just switch it off and walk away. <laughs> so I think you have to be involved in it. 
Um, so I'll give it four overall. That gives us an overall score of 3.225. Um, probably a bit lower than I thought it might do, mm. but I think fair enough. What we always do is reach out to our guys on Twitter before we record and say, in this case, we're reviewing Looper with John Braylock, uh, James Third Comedy from Black Men Podcast. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts with on-air shout-out on Flixwatcher and mm-hmm. ask for a short review. Uh, James, can you read out the first review? Please? Yes. Uh, visually stunning and wonderful storytelling and casting, too. Just a really fun movie to watch. It's um, at Death by Film Pod. And he gives it five stars. Uh, yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, can you take the second one? Ooh, Looper, the movie that made us believe JGL and Bruce Willis were the same person. Did it? Okay, Did it. That, <laughs> that's an underappreciated achievement. 4.5 out of 5. And that's the contrarians. Um, Those are the contrarians. Yeah, that's the uh, contrarian prime. At contrarian prime. Um, give us that review. Uh, well, thanks very much, guys. Can you sign off by telling us where we can find you online? Your Twitter, Instagram, uh, Black Men Pod. And Karina, of course, do tell us about, remind everyone about Bechdel Test Fest and... Tell us about the, the Prince Charles show. Yeah, so we're putting on a 10th anniversary screening of Whip It. Um, you, have you got any special guests this time? We're working on it. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> As the, the cast is pretty good. I know um, a certain Eve has just recently moved to the UK, so who knows? I might just pop by, see if she's around. What? Um, but, uh, well, I realise I've set myself up for a, yeah. a high <laughs> expectation there. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and the Prince Charles is the perfect place for it. So yeah, that's gonna be good. And um, we've also lo- launched our first podcast, which is called Who Is She. So we delve into the life and times of a exceptional woman in film, and uh, we've got our latest one with Joanna Hogg with an interview with her in the release of the Souvenir. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Um, so yeah, excellent, awesome. Oh, you can check us out at Blackman Podcast blackmanpodcast.com is our website you can check me out at john braylock on instagram and twitter yeah at black men podcast on twitter and instagram uh, i'm at james third comedy uh third is the number three rd <laughs> what what is it okay T-H-I-R-D? you don't have to do this you're not making it complicated <laughs> <laughs> it's james third comedy when you when you get to the so when so, you get to third T H R E. No, so oh. it's a, the number three. We'll link to you. <laughs> we'll link to you in the show notes. It'll be Thank fine. You. Scroll down the show notes, click on the link, and yeah. you'll take it to. And that's your Twitter account, is it? That's right. Excellent. And we're also at Bechtel Test Fest at all the usual platforms. And I'm Karina Karina on Twitter. Thank you very much, guys. Amazing. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixwatcherPod on Twitter and we're at Flixwatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production 